Our scripture passage is from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. This is the parable of the sower. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a good crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And then in verse 15, For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, turn, And I would heal them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Having three children, I've had the opportunity to recognize that they each greet the day differently. Our oldest child, when she was a toddler, would call out from her crib, I awake! I awake! And when our middle child was a preschooler, she would come running into the kitchen. The sun is up. The sun is up. Our third child, an only boy, on most mornings, calls out from his bed, Whoever's talking out there, stop talking. Three very different ways, I think, to essentially say the same thing. I'm awake. Can you hear me? If you hear nothing else about the passage this morning, hear this. Jesus tells a parable, and in that parable, God's message is, I'm awake. Can you hear me? We read nine verses of chapter 13 of Matthew this morning, but really the passage in its entirety goes through verse 23. Of chapter 13. And in the English translation, 15 different times the word hear or the word listen comes up. I'm awake, God is saying. Can you hear me? I like what one commentary says. It says that this parable gets the pride of place. You will find it in all three of the synoptic gospels in Matthew in Mark, and in Luke, and in all three of those Gospels, it's one of the first parables to be told. It is the first substantive parable. And many believe that in this parable is an explanation of how we should understand other parables. So this parable will instruct us on how to hear the rest of the parables this summer. As God is saying, I'm awake. Can you hear me? In chapter 13 of Matthew, in this particular parable, twice Matthew references the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 6, 
where Isaiah says to God, here I am, send me. And God's response to Isaiah is the people have closed their ears. They cannot hear. They've closed their eyes. They cannot see. They have calloused hearts. And yet God sends Isaiah. And God later sends Jesus to be our Lord and Savior and to say to us, I'm awake. Can you hear me? Well, let's talk about the particulars of this parable. In this parable, we have a farmer who is sowing seed. He scatters the seed, and some of it falls on a path where it's eaten by birds. Some of the seed falls on rocky soil, and the plants spring up quickly, but they are then scorched by the sun. And some of the seed falls among thorns, and those weeds choke out the plants. But some of the seed does, in fact, fall on good soil, and the return is good. Later on in this passage, when Jesus is explaining this parable, he says that the seed in this parable is the word of the kingdom. So this parable is about God's kingdom coming to us, God's kingdom growing. Well, N.T. Wright, a New Testament scholar, says that the first century Israelite expected that God's kingdom would come in a flash, that it would explode on the scene, that God would redeem Israel and set everything right in a blaze of glory. That doesn't appear to be what Jesus is up to. Instead, Jesus tells a story, and in this story, one person is working, And the person is not a mighty general or a great king setting everything right at once. But instead, the person is a farmer, a humble farmer, scattering seed. And as the seed falls, some of it produces no fruit. But some of the seed does, in fact, fall on good soil. And there is a great return. So let's talk dirt. I am mindful this morning of the second creation story in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the very beginning of that story, where God gathers dust from the ground, form humankind, and into that dust God breathes the breath of life. And later on in the Old Testament, In the wisdom writings in Ecclesiastes, we hear these words, From dust you have come, and to dust you all shall return. It's our biblical tradition. When we're talking about dirt, when we're talking about soil, God is talking about me. God is talking about you. We are the dirt. We are the soil that receives the word of the kingdom that receives the seed that is scattered. And so my question then for you this morning becomes, how's your dirt? What's your dirt like this morning as we gather for worship? Maybe your dirt is like a path. You don't have much capacity right now to receive the word of the kingdom. Maybe you're a path because people have walked all over you. 
If people tread on you to make you a path, it doesn't leave you much ability to receive the word of the kingdom. Or maybe your dirt is a a path this morning because you're so focused on one particular goal. You have one goal in mind. You are headed in that direction and nothing will deter you, not even the word of the kingdom. You're headed where you are headed. When your dirt is a path, the seed falls upon your life, but it disappears quickly. You have no capacity to retain it. Or or maybe your dirt is rocky. Maybe you have shallow soil this morning. Maybe you experience excitement for the kingdom at first, but it quickly disappears. You have no stamina, no ability to persevere. It wasn't too long ago that my middle child and I were riding in the car and she asked me the same question about four or five different ways and I finally turned to her and I said, Alice, why? Why the same question over and over again? And she said, Mom, I persevere. (laughs) That's what we need. But rocky dirt, shallow dirt cannot persevere. In fact, I have wondered as I've considered this passage this week, if people who hop from one body of Christ to the next, from one church to the next, don't in fact have rocky dirt. Because their roots can't grow. They have shallow soil. Their roots can't, can't sink in. They have no ability to persevere through the difficult times of living out the Christian faith and to see forgiveness at work. I've said it before, but I truly believe it. Nothing grows us spiritually more than the practice of forgiveness. Nothing will give you more depth than the practice of forgiveness. Or maybe your dirt this day has thorns. Maybe your dirt's sticky. I think a lot of us have sticky dirt. Those of us with sticky dirt are overcommitted. We go from one thing to the next. Our calendar is full. We sit and have an important conversation with one friend while we text another. Those of us with sticky dirt have thorns, have weeds that choke out the word of the kingdom. Fred Craddock says that the operating principle of the kingdom in this parable is this. You must be present to win. And those of us who have thorny dirt can't be present. You must be present to win. You have to have time to sit in silence with God. To consider scripture that you've heard or read. To read a good book. To worship in community. You must be present to win. Well, I think the great disappointment of the first three scenarios in this parable is much like a picture that my sister drew of our family when she was in kindergarten. What a blessing for our family. My great aunt had a Ph.D. in child psychology and no children of her own. (laughs) So we were each uh, granted an opportunity to sit with Aunt Margaret. 
And when Frances was in kindergarten and she sat with Aunt Margaret, Aunt Margaret asked her to draw a picture of our family and she drew a beautiful picture. We all had smiles, we had hair, we had eyes, we had a nose, we had arms and legs and fingers and toes, had great clothes, but four of the people in the picture, the four that weren't my sister, were missing ears. (laughs) We couldn't hear And that's the great disappointment of the first three scenarios in this parable. They do not have ears to hear. They cannot understand with their heart. They can't take in the word of the kingdom. But maybe this day your soil is good. Maybe you have good dirt. Because I know that many of you do. If you have good dirt, you have the ability to receive the word of the kingdom, to let it soak in, to understand it with your heart, and to let it change your very lives. People with good dirt, I think, do not fear a new experience. They do not fear worshiping in a little bit different way. They don't fear reading a book by a theologian they disagree with or sitting in conversation with a friend who sees Jesus a little bit differently because they know that perfect love, that God casts out fear. And so they're willing to sit in a new situation in the presence of the Holy Spirit and see how God will grow them, see how their roots will sink in and they will bear fruit. And oh, we know these people. We know that their lives bear fruit. They are loving. They're caring. They're good listeners. They're generous. They give generously of their time and of their resources. They are humble servants. If I were to call you forward, you good dirt people, you would be embarrassed. Because you wouldn't want the attention. These are humble servants. Good dirt people. Well, there is good news in this parable. And I believe that the good news in this parable is two parts. The first part of the good news in this parable is that the dirt that you have today is not the dirt that you will have next year, next month, next week, or even tomorrow. One hard freeze, one good storm, and you've got different dirt. Your dirt can change. We don't have to keep the dirt that we have today. We probably should remove a few stones, pull a few weeds, till the ground a little bit. That you're not stuck in the dirt that you're in today. The second part of the good news is that the seed goes everywhere. The seed is scattered on the path and the seed is scattered on the good soil. There is no preferential dirt. God doesn't prefer your dirt over my dirt or my dirt over your dirt. The seed is not planted neatly in little rows that have been tilled, but the seed is scattered. The seed is thrown, and it goes everywhere. God is awake. The word of the kingdom is being spoken. Do you hear the word? Can you understand it? with your heart.